0: Welcome back to a new week, new episode, and you'll be pleased to know I did finish God of War Ragnarok. It is a brilliant game. Got to tell you, if you played the first one and you enjoyed it, this one is going to close off a lot of stories, but is just as compelling narratively. The combat, all of it is brilliant. And the other thing that is not being talked about enough is how good this game performs on PS4. It is probably designed for the PlayStation 5, but the technology, the magic that they've used to make this thing work exactly like the 2018 version of God of War, give it a go, pick it up in the Black Friday sales, or hopefully, maybe, ask for it for Christmas. And just before we get into the news today, I'd mentioned it last week, but it's happened. Last Friday, I was on a Plague Tale Requiem spoiler cast with the Dukes of Gaming and the Game & Watch podcast, and it was a brilliant chat. Went for a couple of hours. They haven't released the audio version of this yet, but if you head into the show notes for this episode, there's a link to the Twitch stream recording if you'd like to catch it now, or a link to subscribe to the Dukes of Gaming podcast on your podcast player, so when it drops, you can have a listen to my thoughts on A Plague Tale Requiem. All right, let's get into it. This is your transfer from the 21st of November, 2022, and these are the new stories that you need to know. You might remember from a few years back that Epic and its Fortnite game on mobile was removed from certain platforms, Apple and Google primarily, for the way that they allowed people to buy Fortnite's V-Bucks by circumventing the platform's payment. And then they would avoid the need to pay a percentage of what they bought from V-Bucks back to the app store holder. Now these lawsuits and counter lawsuits are continuing, you might remember too that Epic's one with Apple has recently cleaned up, but the Google one continues, and an unredacted copy of Epic's lawsuit reveals Project Hug from Google, which was designed to pay out certain studios who were thinking of adding their own app stores in an effort to dissuade them from launching some competition. In short, Epic's original lawsuit in 2020 shows that Google spent millions of dollars dissuading 24 different companies and institutions from making their own app store as a competition to Google. The biggest of these seems to be to Activision Blizzard, $360 million over three years for such an agreement, and then $30 million paid to Riot Games over one year. All of this is emerging as the lawsuits between Epic and Google continue, across multiple countries, so we'll have to see how much of this is actually true, how much of it is anti-competitive, and how much more goodwill that Google is going to lose because of this stuff coming out into the open. Seems that after a lack of agreement in terms, Blizzard Games will be removing a large complement of their games from China after NetEase was unable to renew their current deal due to these disagreements. On January 23rd, 2023, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Warcraft 3 Reforged, Overwatch, the Starcraft series, Diablo 3 and Heroes of the Storm will all be suspended and unavailable to play in China, though it does seem that Diablo Immortal will be unaffected. In this article from Video Games Chronicle, it seems that Blizzard has claimed that it could not create a deal with NetEase that was consistent with its operating principles and commitments to players. While NetEase is coming out to say that there are material differences on key terms in their negotiations, and they wanted to protect and serve their many dedicated players in China. So whatever the disagreement was, it seems like there's going to be something unusual there that will come out in the wash later. But What that does mean is that Diablo Immortal seems to be the only game left, from Blizzard, that will be playable in China. Just like how the Callisto Protocol is unavailable in Japan. Upon release, due to the lack of removal of censorship, trying to get games out in different countries can sometimes be a little bit hard. It seems that a number of Japanese outlets are reporting that two employees of Square Enix, as well as Yuji Naka, the co-creator of Sonic the Hedgehog and more recently the director of Balin Underworld, have been arrested for insider trading. It seems they made a very large purchase of stock in the third-party company. Amming Incorporated, just before it was announced that it was going to be making an incredibly popular game in the franchise of Dragon Quest on mobile. No further information has been disclosed at this stage about the nature of the case, how they discovered the information about the trading, and whether it's been confirmed if they sold and made a profit off the shares that they purchased. Although PC Gamer lists that Yuji bought around 10,000 shares worth roughly 2.8 million yen, and the Square Enix employees collectively purchased 47 million yen worth of shares in AMENCO stock. Square Enix itself has stated that they will be working in full cooperation with the investigation to clarify the facts and taking disciplinary action against the former employees where necessary. And this may be a new frontier for the Sonic Crow creator. Is that a bad joke? Now, after the dust has settled and Volition seems to have released their big update to Saints Row, which has fixed 200 plus bugs and errors with the game, seems that the Embracer group has seen fit to switch their operating group so that now Volition will sit under Gearbox, that is also part of the Embracer group. There is a lot of public statements from many of the directors as part of Embracer group talking about their disappointment. With the release, the polarised fan base It seems to be a lot of corporate speak talking around the fact that they released an incomplete game. They also talk about this realignment of the operating group to say that Gearbox can give the team what they need to be able to fix this stuff and avoid it in future, but more importantly to put the Saints Row development in a place with Gearbox where it can be well supported. If you read between the lines, it sounds like some people in Volition copped a bollocking and they've had to move in with their grandparents for the summer. And now some quick news headlines to keep you informed. Dead Island 2, after eight years of no contact, has had its release date pushed just a little bit further. The new release date is April 28th, 2023, with the team announcing in a press release that they just needed a little bit more time to make it a job well done. Overwatch 2 has added an audio transcription feature to the PC chat to try and fight disruptive behaviour. What this does is when a player reports some behaviour, It records the audio, creates a transcription from that audio via AI, and then deletes the audio immediately without it being heard. This is meant to be a way for Blizzard to be able to get across some disruptive behavior, have evidence, and analyze the transcription, and this will be noted to players when they join the chat as they start a game scalper bots are gradually starting to lose interest in the PlayStation 5, Natasia has a quarterly index on the top 5 products scalped regularly, and PS5s are no longer in the top 3, though they do seem to retain their resale value. Just days after Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was released, there was a mod that removed Ed Sheeran's song Celestial, which was included in the game as part of the credits and other sections. Reports haven't been great on the performance of the Pokemon game on the current Switch hardware, but it's funny that this is the first thing that a player would think of to try and remove as part of a modifier. Sorry Ed, maybe next time. A class action lawsuit has been issued to Nvidia after the melting RTX 4090 GPU adapters caused issues with people's PCs that installed them. Who would be surprised? Post-launch support for Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be stopping After next month, The Last Chapter DLC is released to the public. And lastly, there are reports that Team Ninja will be remaking the Ninja Gaiden series and the Dead or Alive series. Well, technically they're reboots, but you never know these days. They could go in one direction or the other. And that was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If this is your first episode, I see you. Welcome to the Dead Drop Network. Head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories and more. Follow me on Twitter at Matt for as long as Twitter exists anyway. If you like what you heard, add a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Good Pods, wherever you get your podcasts from. We'd really appreciate it. Join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news, and make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days.